0: All right, Becca, we're.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me today on Becca's World. I'm your host, Blind Becca. Um, today, we have a couple of guests joining us in a few minutes, but I wanted to talk to you guys real quick. I wanted to encourage you guys to check out my latest book, Metamorphosis. It's out there right now, and you can go check it out. Um, it's a series of six short stories that um, I think will really help people change their lives um, to be totally blunt. Um, anyway, so please check it out. It's available in print and digital download right now. And I'm in the process of getting the audible version uploaded. Um, and I wanted to talk to you about what's been going on in our world right now, guys, make sure you remember that you have the ability inside of you to do what you need to do today to take care of yourself and your neighbors and your family. Don't wait for the government to come help because they're not going to show up guys but you have the ability inside of you. But remember, love each other and help each other. That's how we're gonna make it through this. Um, but anyway, let's take a quick commercial break and then TP will be joining us and then our next surprise guest will be joining us. Let's take the commercial break, Gino. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, great news. My third book is out, Metamorphosis. This is my first fiction book. It's six short stories and I invite you guys to check it out. Right now, it's only available in Kindle eBook and Amazon Print On Demand, but I'll have the Audible version out there ASAP. Give me a month or less, guys. And then you also can check out my second book, Changing My Perspective. It's available in eBook, Amazon Print On Demand, and Audible already. And you can check out my first book, Because You're Blind, This book is also available in Audible, Kindle, and Amazon Print On Demand. And you can order all of these books through my website, um, info at bluebutterflyenterprises.com. Okay, guys? Um, But I wanted to um, particularly um, share with you guys, Metamorphosis. This book, um, well, I had a lot of fun with this book because where with my first two books, I was constrained because they were um, memoirs. I had to stay stick to factual stuff. In Metamorphosis, I was able to write more freely. And so I had a lot of fun with this book and I really hope my readers will check it out. Um, anyway, you can email me at info at bluebutterflyenterprises.com if you read it and you wanna comment on it. Um, and I will have some uh, free, ver- Uh, downloads of the audible version when we get it done. I'm soon. I'm sure. Um, anyway, please make sure you are subscribed to my YouTube channel and stay tuned. And we will announce when we get the audible version done. Thank you very much. And everybody have a great day. Peace out.
0: Okay. We're back. And, uh, James is actually standing by.
1: Okay. Is TP with us too? Uh, No, he, I do not see him in the stream. Okay, well, then I guess I'll just introduce James myself. Hold on for one moment, James. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for bearing with us during the commercial break. Since Teepee's not here to introduce James, I'll have to do my best. Ladies and gentlemen, this is James. Um, James, are you comfortable with me saying your last name?
2: Yeah, hey, go ahead. I don't mind. We could just I could just be James.
1: Hey, do you James. hear me? Yep.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: So, James, would you like to introduce yourself to the audience since Tippy's not here to do it? And I really, you know, I just spoke to you the, for the first time this morning. I don't feel like I can do a a good job of it. So, can you just tell the audience a little bit about your background and and maybe um, how what you think about what do you what you want to do when you grow up? Maybe you know.
2: <laughs> well, I'm 40 years old. <laughs> so uh, I don't pass the grown up stage. <laughs> I might be younger than some on this channel, but uh, I'm definitely grown up on her. But what I want to do is uh, I probably want to move to Phoenix. I want to leave the state of Wisconsin. That's one of the things I want to do uh, when I grow up. Uh, but yeah, I'm from, I'm, I'm from uh, Racine, Wisconsin, born and raised. Uh, I found out about this show through TP Lucas, my buddy uh, on here, uh, the comedian, my brother. Uh, but depends on what the show is about. I mean, w- what you want to know about myself is uh, I don't know well, what, what. What do you want to know?
1: Well, so um, first of all, can you tell our audience about maybe? some of the hurdles you've overcome in your life, and what you feel like you found within yourself to help you overcome those hurdles, right? Like, I'm sure you've overcome a lot in your life. I mean, I spoke to you on the phone this morning and I don't want to tell our viewers about any of your past, but what would you like to share, right? And can you tell us how you made it through it? Because some people haven't experienced things other people have, right?
2: So basically, can you
1: share your experiences with us?
2: All right. Well, yeah, I, I can tell you, um, uh, I think this channel was focused more on vision impaired. Am I correct? Yes. Is that fair to say? Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, well, I can say that I can relate to everyone on this channel. I just literally, I wasn't, um, 100%. I was legally blind though, uh, up until September of 2021 where I had my final surgery on my right eye. Uh Yeah. So, uh, I was diagnosed with a, with the autoimmune disease and the disease attacked my eyes to the point where, uh, it caused me to have, uh, uveitis, character conus. James? Uh, James? I it's so many diseases that my, my eyes carry. I still, I'm still under severe treatment for my vision, but I can, I can see to, to this day. So that was, that was a hurdle. Just, uh, just, um, Going through that, going through the stage, I wasn't born blind or nothing, so I knew what it was like to see. And then just having snatched your, your your ability to be able to see just taken from you, it, it was trying to. It was kind of hard for me to adjust to that. Going through the situation I had went through, as far as with the uh, getting um, sentenced to prison, while I was going through uh, the part of me losing my vision and um, being in prison blind, and that's where I had the surgeries at. Uh, I'm freshly out of prison. I just got out in November, on November 16th of 2021. I've been out like less than 90 days, and uh, I'm just trying to readjust in my life. Uh, try to uh, uh, readjust and get back on tr- track. You um, know, like I said, I, I really want to leave Wisconsin, but right now my case is under appeal, and it's things that's holding me here. And so, um, but other than that, yeah, I, uh, people who that uh, vision impaired. I, the way that I was treated when I was blind, it, 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 it just it just makes me have more sympathy and empathy to anybody who has a handicap or them Because I mean, even someone who on the streets that can't see, just imagine okay. you being in the penitentiary. Can you um, hear me? Yeah, I can hear you.
1: Um. So, my brother, um, I know what it's like to be blind, mm-hmm. and I know what it's like to be locked in a situation in a state that you can't leave and where there's no resources. I was locked in the state of Montana for 15 years and there were no resources there for blind people. And But what I did do while I was in the state of Montana was I took advantage of every single opportunity I could find to rebuild myself in every way, right? So since you're forced to stay there right now, have you thought about going online and trying to find some ways of educating yourself so that... You're not just twiddling your thumbs and not doing anything to Im- improve your future while you're stuck there, you know.
2: Well, yeah, like I said, I can see now, uh, and and what I'm trying to do is like I like I want I'm tr- I'm trying to get myself in position to start a courier service, mm-hmm. and uh because I have like I told you I got a class A C D L, and so that that right there, but my my vision is. Just basically, to just get out of the state of Wisconsin. I don't even really want to start my dream here. Right now, I'm just doing small jobs. Right now, just trying to save up some money to just leave for Wisconsin and then continue my dream in, in a whole other state. Mm-hmm. Okay, is TP with
0: us yet, Gina? Yeah, I finally got
2: in here. This it,
0: for some reason my iPad wouldn't wouldn't let me in. I mean, it says I'm in, but it, uh, okay. Uh, well, you're Gina definitely thing. in now. Yeah, I, I had to use this phone. I'm glad okay. I got some some juices. <laughs> some okay. Battery.
1: Great. So, T.P., would you like to introduce James to our audience, since he's a friend of yours more than mine, really?
0: Okay. Well, a uh, friend of mine's a friend of yours. Uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, James Barker. Uh, just oh. genius. That's all I can say about this man. I watched him grow uh personally you know his personal growth was beyond beyond measure as far as what i can tell other people have done so um we're talking about a a a miracle mind that's waiting to be put to work you dig
1: yeah Yeah.
0: (laughs) that's all i'm saying when he can focus on what he focus on like get him focused on whatever he's focused on music whatever
2: it it don't matter We're, we're talking about a great mind here so James And see, like like I I hate to be uh started off the show with like a pessimistic, pessimistic story. Now T P know all about the great things up until the last like I mean me and T me and T P What they call you T P right? Yep. Yeah, so uh I didn't talk about the music and all that stuff, you know what I mean, because that's not where the stage of my life at right now. But and that's that's the thing, it depends on what the show is about. Because I have me and, me and TP have a, a, a lifetime of stories as far as, as far as when we was doing the music and then me writing the book and all this stuff we were doing on the entertainment side of the world. But that's just basically not something I usually talk about anymore because it's just something that I'm not focusing on right now. But I, yeah, I have a lot of uh, uh, experience and things like that with the uh, entertainment business too.
1: So what's your book about, James?
2: Huh?
1: You said you're writing a book?
2: I wrote a book. I wrote a book back in 2012. It's called It's called Trouble Don't Last Always. And I also got a song to the book, but um uh, uh yeah, but you know what? I never published a book. It's waiting to be published. <laughs> I never published it. Everybody Hey, told. that sounds like a
0: good idea. <laughs> Get it published on the Blue Butterfly. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think?
2: Yeah, uh, I I, t- I put all that effort into that book, and never published it. People be killing me about not publishing that book. You see, <laughs> because so, I geez. never knew the reason why I never published the book is because I never knew if I had did I want. To, I was confused on how to do it. Like, did I wanna did I wanted to sell the script, or did I want to handle do it all myself? You know what I mean. And I uh-huh. never really had any any um education on the business side of it. I didn't want to sell mm-hmm. my book to, you know what I mean, and then they somebody make a billion dollars off my book, and then after they gave me a th- hundred thousand for it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I, 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 that was one of the things that confused me about, about uh, writing. How you want to do it.
1: Yeah, there, so, I plan on writing a book someday about how to go about doing it. At least how I found the best way to do it, because I didn't do it the best way the first time out. So, um, but I figured it out. Um, but James, so when I talked to you on the phone this morning, you were telling me about how you were losing your vision as you were going to prison, though, and you were telling me about what that experience was like and what what the authorities did and didn't do for you during that process. And can you share that with our viewers?
2: Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So I, I I I was I started noticing. Like uh I started noticing what well, other people started to notice, I like if I drop something, I'm looking all over for it, but it's sitting right there, you know. Uh-huh. And so I was driving one night, to, early one morning, it was like five o'clock in the morning, so it was still dark outside. I was taking my mom to the doctor, and then all of a sudden my vision just went out completely to where I had to hurry up and just stop and let her drive and after I did that she took me We went to the emergency room and they looked at my eyes and And and, and saw some strange things that they didn't even know what was going on in them. So they sent me to a specialist When I went to the specialist the specialist looked at my eyes and sent me to another specialist and then (laughs) by the time I got to the special specialist they told me that uh I had uh they was they were just running all kind of uh tests and stuff on my eyes and when it all came down to it I was diagnosed with the auto autoimmune disease character conus, uveitis iritis it was just so many irises and titus and diseases that they discovered in my eyes so they started giving me these steroid injections to help me maintain my vision but the side effect of the steroid injections called was called the cataract and the steroid injections that they were giving me only allowed me to see for up to 90 days and they only can give you those injections two or three times so by the time I got to the third time giving me the injection I couldn't see at all anymore well I guess they say five I have five percent of my vision like shadows and so by this time I'm in prison I was out on bond, I was representing myself pro se and all while all this was going out going down, so that's kinda of how I ended up losing my case at trial and getting sent to prison. And um so while I'm in prison, like like the doctors was trying to keep me from getting sent to prison because the my eye conditioning was getting worse and but the judge went on to send me to prison anyway, so when I went to prison that's just when every my whole vision the the, the the steroid injections didn't work anymore or none of that. And so while I was in prison, like, I'm just there. I'm not trained. I never worked with anybody that show you how to maneuver around blind or nothing. And I didn't have anybody there to help me. And so uh, uh, a guy had, me they was doing me wrong. I really had to, like, crawl to the bathroom to use the bathroom, feel my way like that. And then, so uh, one of the, uh, another inmate had gave me the information to the Disabilities Rights Organization. Uh, it's a it's a it's a it's an organization, and I called the number, and they connected me with an attorney named Michael Suker. And Michael Suker, Suker, he uh, contacted the prison and and started forcing them, forcing their hand, and start. Uh, giving me ADA assistance and things like that and then they started sending me to the doctor and then I, I started going to UWM uh, University of Wisconsin Madison uh, uh, the best some of the best uh, Dr. Copeland and Dr. Nails is the surgeon who did my eyes but I started they started getting me there and they got me together and now I can see again and like like I'm, they even say I'm a miracle because how good how well I can see now um, they that is like I'm over, I overachieved what they what they thought I was gonna like as good. Like I don't have like my left eye is still is it was so much damage to my left eye, I can't see. But my right eye is 20/20 20, 20 again, and but my left eye is if I close my right my right eye, I'm I'm literally probably almost blind again. But uh but I can see well enough to drive. I can get around. I, I like you know I really don't have any uh so. I'm all right. I mean, they, wow. they, uh, like I said, they say I'm a miracle. That is wonderful,
1: James. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been blind for, huh? for 30 years. And I've known a lot of blind people in my life who told me yeah. stories like what James just told us about getting horrible injections in their eyes. And, yeah. But I have never talked to a single one who got their vision back. They always wind up worse. And yeah. then they wind up in pain because of the horrible things these doctors do them with the putting the injections into their eyes and just all this horrible stuff. Now, listen, you guys.
2: Well, I want to give a shout out to you. Just go learn Dr. your non-visual Copeland.
1: skills and get it over with, because then you can become a successful low vision/slash blind person instead of. Uh, a sighted person who, a partially sighted person who's struggling trying to figure out how to navigate life using limited vision. So well, I just encourage our viewers to think about this.
2: Well, I would like to say this, add this. UWM, they have a great staff here in Wisconsin at the uh, college, uh, University of Madison, badge, you know, the Wisconsin Badgers football, baseball, basketball team, whatever. Uh, yeah. they, they have a very Dr. Copeland and dr. Neil they got a very good staff here in Wisconsin there there in Madison uh, far as for eye care I mean they took very very well care of me and and, and I'm out of prison now and they still contact me and, and and um I gotta matter of fact I gotta go back up there next month you know what I mean so they uh I would recommend anybody I don't know what else is out there but they took care of me I didn't feel no pain doing the surgery. They, 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 when I'm there, they're very nice to me. They, you know, they're they some good people there. You know.
0: Yeah, I had that same type of experience at Freighter in Milwaukee.
2: Yeah, that's where I started at.
0: Yeah, when uh when they when the doctors went into my eye, uh in Racine, um this guy he was just I guess he was so confident to where he was such a specialist. After he closed me up, he he boarded a flight out of the country. And when I came to, I was in the worst pain i ever been in my life. Couldn't see nothing. And so they had to get me up to Freighter to get that fixed up. And I was up there for a few weeks. But, yeah, Freighter took real good care of me.
2: Just yeah, that's like, where I started. At. That's Dr. Thutamali.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: that's who you seen? Dr. Thutamali? Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Um, uh, then yeah. they got so Dr. Anseri. Yeah, uh, got... Well, the anesthesiologist yeah, was Dr. Anseri. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Doctor Hennessy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I had a I, they treated me real nice up there, but I'm gonna tell you, I ain't get treated nice, nice till I got to Arizona. <laughs> oh well, yeah,
1: Arizona's nice, isn't it?
0: Yeah, Arizona. I mean, even even if you're not a veteran, uh, mm-hmm. what was the name of that place you took me to, Becca?
1: So Savvy Services for the Blind in Phoenix. It's a phenomenal school for the blind. It's they teach you um, non-visual skills there and that's what i did that helped me succeed. Guys, i'm telling you if you're blind or low vision and you can't read well, you can't read print and if you you can't use a computer easily, if you and if you can't like read signs and and read stuff in the store to shop by yourself and stuff, Go to a place like Savvy Services for the Blind. Contact the National Federation of the Blind, and they will hook you up with one of their schools where you can learn to live your life as an independent, successful blind person. It is possible. Very possible.
0: Okay, yeah. I mean, that's the name of the place, Savvy?
1: Savvy Services for the Blind. Savvy stands for Southern Arizona Association for the Visually Impaired. Now, that's what it was called when I came here. But I've been here for several years. And while i was still affiliated with the school, they went through some changes and they changed their name to Savvy Services for the Blind. And savvy, you know, savvy, it's kind of a pun on word or a play on words because our teach has to be savvy blind people to, to get stuff done in life, to, to live a successful <laughs> life like our sighted peers, right? The people right. we've been trying to compete with forever. And, you know, I, I can't say enough good things about Places like Savvy Services for the Blind and like the National Federation of the Blind, you guys. I really, really encourage our blind viewers to look into the National Federation of the Blind if you haven't yet.
0: Yeah, I need to call get with them so I can get me another NFB cane.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I left my straight cane down in Tucson. Oh, yeah. And I miss my straight cane. <laughs> well, there's
1: lots of blind people in Tucson. Maybe it'll get picked up by somebody else. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Well, yeah, that's at least our height. Yep. Because well, mine's a little no, yeah. I like mine a little tall, longer than it should be. Me too. But, yeah, because I don't want it to be accurate. I want it to be uh, well. You extra. can see
1: further with it,
0: right? Right. Yeah. Like the cane that I have now is uh, it's, that's the one that my folding cane. But I don't mm. like the tip. I got to get me another tip. Um, mm. the the ball tip that I had on there is uh, it, it wore out. So I had the tip that came with the cane, the marshmallow tip. Uh huh. And uh, that's the one I'm using now against my will. I hate that tip, but I'm going <laughs> to get me another ball. The marshmallow ball.
1: tip. I used to use Amputech folding canes with marshmallow tips, and I love those canes. In fact, that's still my preferred folding cane is the Amputech cane. Well, the
0: that's the cane, but I don't like the tip, the marshmallow tip. I like the big round ball tip. Oh, you like the ball better? Yeah, because, it, 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 you know, I, I can walk faster with it. It don't get jammed up in any curves yeah. or sidewalk stuff. Oh my! My
1: marshmallow always just got rounded off so quick, (laughs) you know, roughed up by sidewalks and stuff. It
0: yeah, you know, yeah, it's the beginning that's the hardest.
1: Yeah, yeah, you got to break your cane in, just like breaking in a new car or a new house or something, right?
0: Right. Yeah, and it's like it felt awkward because it's the same cane but a new tip, and that's what made it feel awkward.
2: I think he had the. Excuse uh, me.
1: James, have you been? I'm here. Have you
2: started Using a cane? No, I like I, uh, they won't they won't allow you to have that. <laughs> no, I, I I haven't started using no cane, fortunately. But um. Uh, oh, you should. No, I as, haven't. As,
1: listen to me, James. That's uh, really important. You should contact the National Federation of the Blind and request that they mail you a free white cane and get it out and just practice with it. And then as soon as you can find an O and M instructor around you, I can talk to you privately and tell you how to find an O&M instructor or O&M training. Like I'm telling you, it it will set off your independence like you wouldn't believe it. And then once all your other stuff is straightened down in your life, nothing will be holding you back.
2: Right. Okay. Because at at
1: Savvy Service for the Blind, they'll teach you how to use a computer. They'll teach you how to use a cane. They'll teach you how to read Braille if you want to. Um, They'll teach you how to cook and clean they'll teach you how to do anything you need to do as a blind person successfully at one of those oh, yeah. places.
2: Yeah. What about drive a car? Ha <laughs> ha right. Yeah, well, they you teach don't you have how to use to the Lyft drive app
1: and the Uber app. I'm
2: telling
0: you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I Fly use Lyft. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh southwest we got, we got pilot
2: license. <laughs> pilot lessons. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Oh, they got blind people do all kind of stuff like that but mm-hmm. they got to have that paper.
2: <laughs>
0: so, mm-hmm. Now that I,
1: I want to point out that our president Mark Riccobono actually invented a car that he can drive. Um, he if you guys go to YouTube and look up blind driver challenge, you can watch the video. It's an audio described video of him driving that car on the Daytona Five Hundred racetrack. Hmm. It's a fascinating video, and I know Mark Riccobono personally. Um, he's, like I said, he's the president of the National Federation of the Blind. He lives in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, very inspiring person. But uh, a lot of the people I've met in the NFP are very inspiring. Blind people, we get shit done, you guys.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Hey, I moved, James was there when, uh, when I got introduced to the cane. And I tried to be in denial for the longest. But uh, now I can't live without it. Yeah. Huh. I can't, and, I can't navigate without it. I'm lost without my cane. And it's a, over. it's a
1: good thing, right? T P It's not, it's oh, not. Oh yeah. That. Yeah.
0: It's, 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 it's the best extension I've ever had of sight. You know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. without it, I, I walk into shit, <laughs> mm. you know, I trip over shit, you know, but with mm-hmm. my cane, I can stay upright. And you know, what tiny bit of vision I got, I get to use it to, to at least hold my head up, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not trying to look down on the ground and still not being successful. So I just use my cane and it helps me. I mean, I was trained, though, uh, at the blind rehab down in Tucson. But um, I was self-taught until I got trained. And I wasn't too far off. I wasn't that far off. Yeah. But now I had the rhythm that, you know, they taught me. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it's so natural now. It's second nature to me.
1: Mm -hmm. (sighs) Yeah. I'm so proud of you, T.P. You've come a long way, my friend.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I, man, yeah, James, she was there when uh, the truck ran me over. Oh, I yeah.
1: I met you before that, remember? And you right. You, you were actually here at my house, and I was teaching you some of the blind ropes, and then you went to Tucson to the blind rehab place, and that's when you got hit by the pickup.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You were there for the whole thing.
1: Yeah, well, you, then you came <laughs> before back and and to recover after the pickup, yeah.
0: Yeah, before and after. I mean, man, before dude, and after. I was messed up, man. Mm. I'm still messed up. I lost, I'm still got like 20 more pounds to gain. (laughs) Mm. But I can't as fast as I want to because when i add it on too fast and try to work out, my chest go to bother me. Oh, yeah. He totally crushed that bad boy.
1: Yeah, so T.P., listen, I've had a lot of injuries and I've had to restrengthen my body in spite of those injuries. And let me tell you, it's better if you use like your own weight. Right? Yeah. To, to to strengthen yourself instead of losing using other weights or anything like that until you get stronger
0: yeah i've just been pretty much uh taking it easy altogether mm-hmm. because if i don't um uh, with my chest it, i mean that's a pain that i don't want to deal with mm-hmm. you know it's in the center of my chest it's the bone and and it's something that i don't want to deal with i'm trying mm-hmm. to navigate Uh, I know my way around the house. I'm just trying to navigate to make sure I get me a a sparkling water or something.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, so it is what it is. Let me find. I know they're right here somewhere. Give me a second. Oh, wow. First try. Good job. See what happens when you stay focused? Uh Uh-huh. Every now and then, you know, I live in a house with sighted people, so they don't always put stuff exactly where they put it last.
1: Uh-huh. TB, who are you? Can I ask who you're living with right now? Are you still living with your cousin?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hey, That's I got my
1: hot cup this week, TB. You should come over and soak in it. I'm telling you, oh my gosh, it'll make your muscles feel better.
0: I'm sure. I'm sure. Just that you live in... Wait a minute. Yeah, you're in Mesa. And yeah. I think where I live at is called Tempe. Are you... Tempe's close to Mesa. Is it? Yes, it's right next to Mesa, weirdo.
1: You're probably like a 15-minute drive from
0: my house. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know. I mean, you had like I would be looking at the streets when we ride.
1: <laughs> I know what it's like, sweetie, when you don't... Hmm when you first moved to an area like this, like I was really overwhelmed when I first moved to Arizona, uh, but I joined the NFB right away and started getting out and going different places and meeting blind people at meetings and stuff. And I just kept going out from there and expanding my, my horizons.
0: I feel you. like me. I just kind of, I gave it all to uh, the blind rehab and the VA hospital because, you know, they take, they took such good care of me. Ain't nothing I can do, but appreciate them, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm a lot better, they, you know, and I like it better in Phoenix, though. And it's weird because it's the same state, two different cities. In Phoenix, blind is a ca- catastrophic disability. In Tucson, blind isn't even a disability.
1: <laughs> really?
0: Same state, Different rules.
1: Hmm, different. And which, which department are you talking about?
0: I'm talking about the city of Tucson does not recognize blindness as a disability.
1: Oh, I believe that. So there's a, a branch of Savvy Services for the Blind in Tucson. That's probably why. Because listen, I'm telling you, NS, members of the National Federation of the Blind and people who graduate from schools like Savvy Services for the Blind in Tucson, those are blind people that get stuff done and So they're not usually viewed as helpless and quote-unquote disabled. Historically, you know, the term disabled makes people think of somebody who's helpless, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But with Savvy's influence there in Tucson, I'm sure they don't look at people as helpless anymore, as blind people as helpless anymore. You know what I mean?
0: Right. Well, shoot. I don't know. Without my cane, it's an issue. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Your cane is
0: the issue? I said, without my cane, there's an issue.
1: Uh-huh.
0: You know, with, as long as I have my cane, I'm good. But without it, there's an issue. Yeah. But um, even with my cane, I, I still need seeing AI at the grocery store and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But um it's more fun when I FaceTime my kids and turn the camera around and they they just talk me through everything that they have a you know it's a connection that we something that we do kinda of like be and be my eyes, but I know the people
1: mhm,
0: I don't like be my eyes because I don't know them people yeah i don't it just feels awkward having a stranger tell me which way to go and what to do mm-hmm. you see those are uh, those are services and, and resources that I still use.
1: And you said you use CNAI to get around the store?
0: Yeah, I, CNAI is my favorite. Isn't that artificial
1: intelligence, though?
0: Yeah, I mean, she reads everything, though.
1: Oh, my gosh. I Maybe I should give CNAI more of a chance. I
0: I, I just, love it.
1: When I go to the store, I use customer service to shop. But well, yeah. I I, CNAI. I, I,
0: yeah, I mean, like me, I like to, I, I'll use customer service if I want to get in and out of the store. <laughs> But I usually don't have nothing to do, so I'll be in the store three, four hours just taking my time, shopping, uh, letting the uh, device read everything for me and tell me all the prices and, you know, plenty of people stop and, hey, you want some help? No, I'm good. And then they then they want to ask questions about my device, like, hey, that's cool, because they hear here talking. And oh, it's I'm a like, good yeah. way to
1: introduce these devices to people, huh?
0: Yeah, yeah. Cool. And they're like, wow, is, is, is that an iPhone? I'm like, yeah, I mean. I just have different apps for the blind, that's all.
1: Yeah, I've had this, it is a great way, you know, I encourage our viewers to do what TP talking about, because when we're out there using our devices like that, it is a great opportunity to share with the general public knowledge about these devices that they may not know. Like, it's, it's fun being able to take out your iPhone or your Victor Reader track and show a sighted person what this technologies, these technologies are that we have at our fingertips that we're using and how they work and how we are able to be successful as blind people to help change all of the misconceptions out there.
0: Right. Right. And then, you know, yeah, people, they like, even with seeing AI, if I'm Mm -hmm. trying to navigate, I can take a picture of the scene with seeing AI and it'll tell me if Mm -hmm. there's some, whatever it is in the way, if there's people, objects, Mm -hmm. whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, it let me know what's there. And, um, um, CNAI is the best app for me. That's that I, I've grown to depend on it.
1: Well, and
0: that is that still a free app, TP? Yeah, it's still a free app, and um, it counts all currency too. That's what I like. I see I've been cheated a time or two, but now when they put the money on the counter, I bust out my CNAI <laughs> and it tell me exactly <laughs> what the numbers are.
1: Good for you, TP.
0: Yeah, it sucks people. They're like, "Hey, yeah, I need to make sure you're treating me right."
1: And all these and all these fun apps that we use are available on like the iPhone because yeah. of the camera in it. That's what, how we're able to do it. I love the Apple iPhone, guys. I I wish they would go back. I mean, when I first started using the iPhone, they it was really great technology. And it seemed like they were always making it better, but now it's just been really bad the last couple of years.
0: now I'm still with. I I, I won't go past the eight plus.
1: Yeah, me neither. I'm still using my eight plus. That's what yeah. I'm holding in my hand right now.
0: Me, me too, because uh, that's the best iPhone they ever made.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You just keep the updates, and you're good.
1: But what am I gonna? What are we gonna do when these phones go tits up, TP? They will eventually, and we're gonna be SOL unless Apple pulls their heads out of their asses and starts making us good quality products again, like what they used to make.
0: Well, maybe you know, we need to start complaining now before this Joker go tits up
1: yeah oh yeah believe me um going to apple corporation and talking to them about these issues is definitely on my agenda i just have some other things i'm working on right now but i'm definitely an advocate for my for the blind community and i will be going and talking to them
0: right on definitely oh wait a minute what's today uh okay what's going on in comedy i'll tell you uh tomorrow night Uh, Tucson, Arizona. My brother in comedy. Cool Bubba Ice will be in Tucson at the LOL Comedy Series. Just look that up. That's going to be hot, hot, hot. Yes. What time is that? 8 o'clock. Showtime, 8 o'clock.
1: And they can pay at the door? What? How much are the tickets? Do you know?
0: Uh, Like 20 bucks.
1: That's what I figured. Yeah, so it sounds like a great time. Um, If you're in the Tucson area, I encourage you guys to go check it out.
0: Yeah, is uh just look up uh, LOL comedy and uh you'll see Cool Bubba Ice and uh well Matt Kearney is the promoter. So just check it out and uh I've got guarantee you a heck of a show. I mean I that's that's going to be one. That's probably going to be the hottest show that man has had since I uh known him. And um I've even been on one of the shows. So I that that's that's a that's a that's a major, major plug right there, because Cool of Ice is hilarious. Uh huh. I mean he's worth the trip, even if you're in Phoenix, run on down to Tucson tomorrow and check out Cool Ice.
1: Well, I would probably go do that if I had I don't know, if I had someone around who didn't mind driving cause I isn't Tucson like three hours from Phoenix? Two hours. What was it two hours? Mhm. Yeah.
0: So yeah. It's like two hours there. from from Mesa. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, shoot. So I, tomorrow,
1: tomorrow, I actually have a girlfriend who's coming over to sit in my new hot tub with me and my sisters. So.
0: All right. Yeah. Well, tomorrow might be a good day to stop too.
1: Hmm. <laughs> yeah, t- 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 you know, you're always welcome to come sit in it too. There's plenty of room for all four of us. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, like right now, I'm so busy with writing and doing other stuff. Like, I'd be trying to get away. But then when I make plans, I wind up in trouble because I fall asleep. You fall asleep? Right. You know, I get so tired. Like, I, I you know, I'll do like uh, voiceovers for people and stuff like that uh, for their radio and uh, TV commercials and you know i i do quite a few of them and and you know i I when i get done doing those or writing them then i'm like tired you know i'm like yeah 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 because they mm-hmm. ask me hey man you want to go eat yeah I'll, I'll be ready in a few minutes you know I, I don't intend to go to sleep that's just what be happening mm-hmm. but i'm gonna get it together mm-hmm. i'm gonna get it together I'm still yeah. working on my stamina, you know. You know, it takes it take, that takes a while, but I'm I'm a lot better than I was. You well, TP, you
1: were run over by an effing truck.
0: You T-B, know, I'm gonna so get my stamina T-B. together. You know, and I work on it every day. You know, I walk at least at least. I mean, I'm I'm only in the driveway walking in circles, but it adds up to about a mile or so every day. Hmm.
1: I I use my treadmill every day for an hour. TP, maybe you should. Try to get a treadmill.
0: No, there's a treadmill here. I just haven't navigated the, the you know, I
1: have.
0: No, I haven't. I don't know where it is. So I gotta get my cousin to show me where the treadmill is so that I can use it. Uh-huh. You know, I haven't navigated. This is a pretty. big. This house is kind of big, like yours. Uh huh. And um, it's 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 not as wide open as yours. It's got like a whole lot of Room? turns and rooms and stuff. Uh, So, um, you know, what I focused on was my bedroom, the bathroom, the front door, and the kitchen. So uh that way I can survive in this bad boy. Now, Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll learn a little bit more at a little bit at a time, you know. You know, it's like I didn't learn your house right away. It took me a minute.
1: Yeah. I kept getting lost in my house when I first bought it teepee
0: right it's you see what i'm saying before
1: i stop getting lost every day
0: right like man but ain't the, hey, hey you know what that master suite though I, that's all the rest of the house i really wouldn't even need much but that master suite oh my goodness james i gotta tell you the master suite at huh. this
2: lady's house <laughs> i need to, to come check that out
0: man she got a tub Man, I used to put my iPad on my Just Stand and sit in the tub. Now you know they had them TAC bath bombs. Man, I was mm-hmm. sitting in that tub, and I'd be watching old reruns of Andy Griffith just sitting in the tub. And then the tub got them jets and shit, right? Yeah, And it sounded of like there.
1: it sounded like a, a fighter jet was starting up when you push the button to turn the jets on. too.
0: right? Right. And I was like, all right, yeah, I said that, Joker man. For hours i ain't give a damn <laughs> and now she got a hot tub ain't been out there since the hot tub but she already had a swimming pool in the back of the house mm. yeah you got to see this place though it's, it's nice out there it was, and was what you
2: calm. need with a hot tub in arizona won't you just put the tub of water it's gonna get hot no no
0: not in the winter months oh yeah yeah it get it get cold as like at night, it get pretty cold out here in the winter months. In,
1: James, what? in July and August, my swimming pool in the backyard gets so hot that I feel like I'm going to throw up when I get in it, at, even at yeah, night, okay. right? Because the water gets so hot. But this hot tub is different. It's like, it heats up to like 104 degrees. Mm. So the heat sinks into your muscles and even into your very bones. And my body's always had a problem with releasing cold.
2: Mm.
1: So,
2: so you, you need it yeah, yeah, sounds, sounds like fun yeah
1: I need a lot of heat so yeah even here in Arizona and I just got this hot tub I've lived here since 2015 and when I first moved here the heat was wonderful but I've adjusted to it now and so now I'm cold in the winters but this hot tub is really gonna set me up now and I've already yeah. used it a few times this week so
0: like when you first come out here the winter ain't nothing you know 50 degrees ain't jack oh it's ain't but 50 what's wrong with y'all. You, after a couple of years, 50 degrees, whoa, it's
2: freezing. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you know, because that, that, that's the middle of summer might be 120 degrees. Mm-hmm. I mean, like mm-hmm. all week.
2: <laughs> you know? right.
0: So, yeah, you go, you know, months, 100 plus, then that joke will drop down to 50. Oh, you feel it. And it's dry out here, too.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Man, but uh, I, I'd rather be hidden than uh, over on that side of the planet.
2: <laughs> me, me too, but I'm here still, so we're gonna get you here by all means necessary
0: yeah we're gonna uh, we're gonna let uh, blue butterfly incorporated inter- intervene a little bit. We'll talk about that off the show
1: okay well, so is there anything else you guys wanna talk about today
2: off uh, huh I'm more of a great listener, okay. Hmm.
1: well then I'm going to wrap up the show if you guys are done
0: okay yeah and don't forget wait a minute we'll be back before my next show but I'm still downtown Phoenix at the Phoenix Center of the Arts February 25th showtime 8 o'clock best money you ever spent on a comedy yes, show
1: please come check out TP, TP's performance it's awesome and I will be there if I'm available
0: <laughs> that's right and uh, don't forget to grab your t-shirt while you're there
1: Yep. And I'll also be there with my with my new book, Metamorphosis, selling some copies. And since I'll be right there, I can also sign it for you while you're there. Um so please come out and check out my books and TP's comedy and his t-shirts. Thank you for joining us today on Becca's World. Please like, share, and hit the subscribe button. That's a wrap, y'all. Later. thank you for watching Becca's World. Please like, share, and subscribe to my channel.